there. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Michelle, your Christian mindset coach, and I am here to help you find practical ways to renew your mind using biblical truth and brain science. Well, today, speaking of biblical truth, we are sharing 10 Bible verses on managing emotions that every Christian needs to know. We have recently began hearing more about renewing our mind, and maybe we have talked about it for years. You've heard of verses like Romans 12.1 that we're going to talk about today, but you don't really understand what other verses might be out there or the context of how those verses can relate together, or more importantly, what do you do with this? How do we move forward in this? And so we want to talk today about what does the Bible say about managing emotions? What are some Bible verses that can help us understand our thoughts and emotions and also give us some practical tips on how to manage our thoughts in this way that honors God? So today I'm sharing with you these 10 Bible verses on managing emotions so that you can learn how to renew your mind, how to take control your thoughts and to cultivate this Holy Spirit-centered mindset. Now, I'm going to be sharing them in a way that leads us through this process of understanding who God is and how He has thoughts all the way down to how we can respond. And it's almost like if you've ever heard some of the ways people have led people to salvation through something called the Romans Road, there's a way that people talk about coming to Christ by referencing some very specific verses inside of the book of Romans. And it helps us by starting out by understanding here's where we are. We are sinful creatures. We have a need. God provides that need and heals us, forgives us through Christ. And you know, it, it leads us through the process of salvation. And so that's somewhat like what we're going to be doing today with these verses is helping us understand thoughts from that perspective and leading us through what our response can be to God. So a few other notes on this. This is not every verse on managing the mind. This is only 10 verses. If you were to type in mind, you would come up with hundreds of verses in in a Bible search engine. So definitely a whole bunch more verses on the word mind or mindset or emotions or thoughts, but we're just focusing on these right now just to help us understand how we can manage our emotions and our thoughts. Also, I am presenting them in this format like I've talked about, but I'm also attaching a key phrase to each verse that you'll hear me talk about. I'm going to walk through them individually, and then at the end, I will read through the whole 10 list so that you can hear how they all relate together. And I'm going to mention how brain science plays a part in some of the topics that we'll be bringing up as these verses are shared. Also, I'm going to be reading these in the New Living Translation. So you can listen to these verses and read them in any version that works for you that you're comfortable with. But just so that you know, this is the New Living Translation. And I highly encourage you to take notes on this episode and to check out the show notes because we'll have a list of all of the verses and the different phrases for each verse so that you can keep track of this and you can even study this on your own Bible time and begin to see where am I in this process of understanding thoughts? What are some verses that really spoke to me that would really help me move forward in this area? All right. Awesome. Let's get started. So the first verse here is Psalm 139 verse two. It is, you know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away. So the key phrase that I want you to think about here is our God. Our God knows our thoughts. So we don't have to be afraid of the fact that God knows our thoughts because, you know, let's be real. That can be kind of intimidating to think about, but it's actually when we understand that he's a God of love that he knows us so deeply, so intimately. He doesn't just even see our outside actions. He knows what's going on inside of us and he loves us so fully. So this is how even our thoughts are known, not just by ourselves, but they're known by God. And 
we serve a God who loves us, who's an observer to those thoughts, and he wants to help us. So the first phrase is our God, and it is Psalm 139, verse 2. Okay, the second verse is Isaiah 55, verse 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So the phrase I want us to think about this for this verse is our problem. So we learned that our thoughts are not like God's thoughts. We are made in the image of God, but we are sinful, we're self-centered, and we don't always have that same perfect intention that God does. This is why this is a problem, because if our intentions are left to ourselves, we're going to continue to repeat those intentions without outside intervention from the Holy Spirit. Brain science tells us that whatever we focus on and we continue to focus on, that is what's going to be strengthened in our mind. So if we continue to think about things that are sinful and self-centered, that's not going to be something that our mind adopts. It's not going to have a different perspective. But because God's thoughts are different than ours, we can, of course, as we'll learn, adapt his perspective and bring his thoughts in through the Holy Spirit. So we also just want to say here that God's thoughts are nothing like our thoughts And he's got this pure plan. He's got this bigger plan in his thoughts. And that comes from this heart of love and compassion. And so you're thinking maybe, well, how do we know what God's thoughts are? How do we know that they're good and that they're way beyond anything we could imagine in a good way, right? Not just like, oh, well, I've got some good thoughts about you. Like, let me just tell you, you know, not in a bad way. How do we know they're good? Well, again, going back to, we've been using brain science and logic. We can understand that God's thoughts about us are good because our actions are driven by our thoughts. So we've learned in brain science that our thoughts and emotions combine to create a belief. That belief creates a decision. That decision creates an action and that action creates a result. So we see the result of God being a God of compassion, of love and kindness all throughout the Bible. And there's several verses we could quote here on that. But we know that again, if those are his actions, his thoughts must be in line with that. So his thoughts are nothing like our thoughts, Isaiah 55, 8. And the phrase here is our problem, that basically our problem is that our thoughts aren't like him. The third verse is Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he'll find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the phrase here we want to remember is our call. The call to renew our mind as part of our ongoing sanctification. So it says here, God wants to transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. So we are called to this admonition to be changed, to not stay the same, to give our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice so that we can do his will in this world and we can know what his will is. So this is again in line with brain science, because as we said, even here in the Bible, it confirms when we want to have an attitude shift or we want to have an action shift or a different result in our life, it goes all the way back to the thoughts. So transformation starts with a thought change. So again, the number three verse is Romans 12 verses one to two, and the phrase is our call. Number four, it is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses three to five. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. So the phrase I want you to write here is, our battle. There's a battle for our thoughts every day. 
every moment and we need to be aware of it and we need to fight for truth. And in this verse, we learn that we need to be using God's mighty weapons to fight, not just our own reasoning, our own arguments. And we need to break down anything that is there that is against the truth of God. This is powerful and confirmed in brain science because we know that as humans, we have a mind that's separate from a brain. And what I mean by that is that our mind can stand outside of our brain and decide what to think about. So that's separate, right? Our brain and our mind are different. We have a choice to focus on what we want to focus on, so to speak. So we have this choice before us. There's this battle going on and we need to be aware of it and to fight for the truth. We are in control of those thoughts, but we have to recognize that there's a battle there. All right. Number five verse is Romans chapter eight, verses five to six. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. The phrase I want you to write here is our choice, our choice. Will our mind be dominated by the sinful nature or by the spiritual nature? We've learned again, our thoughts are not the same as God, that we need to change those thoughts because of this battle going on. We have this call to renew our mind as part of our ongoing sanctification. And so we have this choice in the moment. Will our mind be dominated by the sinful nature or by the spirit? Are we going to gratify the flesh or gratify and listen to the Holy Spirit? And we see brain science active here too in two different ways. What we think about affects our actions, like we learned about in Romans 12.1, that what we focus on, is it creates the result that we're looking for or not looking for. And what we focus on in our mind grows and changes. So if we decide, I'm going to focus on thought A, and that's all we ever think about, that thought A is going to be continually strengthened. But if we decide, I'm going to think about thought B too, then over time, if we choose thought B over thought A, thought A will eventually begin to be pruned out. And then thought B will be the thought that is strengthened. Again, keeping in mind that thought A and thought B are related. We're, we're talking about that. But just to say that we're in control of that and we get to decide what I focus on grows. So what am I going to be focused on? So again, Romans 8, 5, and 6, and the phrase is our choice. Are you overwhelmed with negative thoughts and have no idea how to get rid of them? It's like you know what the truth is, but you just can't seem to believe it or make that inner critic stop. I understand. And listen, I want to help you find a way out. I want to give you a free mindset training that will teach you scientific and biblical tools to show you how to manage your thoughts and how to take back control of your emotions. Go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind to get this free training. Again, this is a totally free training. This is my gift to you so that you can take the first steps to find freedom, to find peace in your thoughts. And so you can truly believe in the good promises that God has for you. Go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind right now to get this free training. Number six, the Bible verse is Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So the phrase I want you to write here is our mindset, our mindset. And our mindset is to be continually aware and to ask God to help us see what thoughts are inside of us. This is how it relates to managing our thoughts. That's what we need to be is in the state of noticing and curiosity. So that's what we learn about in this verse is David is saying, search me, God, show me what is not supposed to be there? Test me. Let me to know my anxious thoughts. Help me to grow. So having that desire to be aware and to let God show us what needs to be revealed and what needs to be 
lovingly teased out of us and grown out of us and healed in us is our mindset that we can adopt. So the verse again, Psalm 139, verse 23, and the phrase is our mindset. Number seven, the verse is Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So the phrase here for this verse is our game plan. Philippians 4, 6 to 8 is our game plan on how to manage negative thoughts and cultivate a positive attitude. There is a obvious step-by-step process here that's outlined in Philippians that we can be so grateful for because it's very clear about what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to focus on our worries. We're supposed to pray about them, meaning release them to God, thanking him for what he's going to do, not holding on to it anymore. And that's when this peace comes. And then we choose to bring in actively pursuing what is true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. These are the things we are choosing to focus on instead. It doesn't mean that we ignore the things that are making us sad. It just means where are we going to dwell? We're going to acknowledge the worries and fears that we have. That's what that first part was about. But where are we going to dwell? And this lines up with brain science too, because our brains are always changing. It's called neuroplasticity, meaning that every day our brains are being reshaped. Every thought we have is reshaping our brain. Isn't that amazing to think that God, to me, that's the ultimate act of God's hope in humanity. Every day we have an opportunity to choose him. Every second we have an opportunity to focus on something of God versus something of this world. It's a choice that we have every single day to create the brain, the mindset, the life that we want. Every day is a chance. Every moment is a chance to start over and to think differently It's God's redemption. It's God's grace in every single thought we have. Isn't that powerful to think about? So yes, we have the opportunity to take down soundtracks that aren't helpful, build up the ones that are. We have the power to control our thoughts and to focus on godliness. And so in this verse, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, our phrase to describe it is our game plan. Number eight, Isaiah 26, 3, very simple verse but a powerful one. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. When we think about God, our thoughts result in the fruit of peace. And so that is our phrase, our result, our result. What happens when we shift our thoughts to the plumb line of God's truth? We find that we live in peace. Lots of other things come like confidence and joy and a new perspective on difficult circumstances, all kinds of of other things. But at the very base of all of that is what we're talking about here in Isaiah 26, three, perfect peace, perfect peace that isn't affected by our circumstances. It's a peace that's affected and centered on God's truth. And that's why we talked about Philippians before, because it's a peace that comes from what we are choosing to focus on. We're choosing to shift our thoughts to that plumb line of what's true, what's right, what's holy, what's admirable, all the things we talked about in Philippians. Then number nine, Romans chapter seven, verses 21 to 22. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what's right, inevitably I do what is wrong. 
I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. So the phrase that we have for verse nine is our opportunity, our opportunity. So this battle for our mind is an ongoing battle. God has won the war. Yes, he's forgiven you. He understands you. He loves you. If you've believed in him and trusted him as your savior, you're going to heaven. That battle is done, right? That war is finished. Yet every day we have the choice, like we just learned in those previous verses about what we're going to focus on in order to create the mindset that's going to keep us going and resilient and continuing to be steadfast to the end. So we have this ongoing mindset growth and thought renewal that is happening. It's not an arrival where we think I'm going to get rid of all these thoughts and everything will be perfect. No, here's Paul saying, when I do what's right, I sometimes do what's wrong. And I don't understand what this principle is in me, but this is really that battle of the sin nature, trying to understand and take control over what the spirit is trying to do. And so we don't have to be afraid of that. The longer we live with that and understand it and understand the motivations behind it, the more we learn about ourselves, about how our past and our traumas and all these other things play into where we're at and the things that were happening around us are are how we're made genetically to respond to things or to think about things or just how our, you know, how we're put together, what kind of a day we're having based on how our body feels, all of these things. We know that they're all opportunities for ongoing mindset growth and thought renewal. That is a freedom that we can have that we don't have to expect and put ourselves in that place of feeling like we have to arrive. We don't. It is an ongoing process that is led by our God, our loving God, and that healing, that little bit of a time healing that comes is directed by God. And then the last verse on managing our minds and managing our emotions is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. The phrase here that I want you to write down is our perspective, our perspective on managing our thoughts. And that is that we're going to stay vigilant. We're going to run this race to win. And even hidden inside this verse, we see the reason why we are running this race to win. And that is because it says in verse 25, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, meaning talking about an athlete and physical sports but we do it for an eternal prize. So there is a reason beyond just, well, you know, it feels good or, well, it helps me with this. It's creating in me this spirit that is allowing God to work in me in a way that he never could, because I'm allowing my thoughts to be in line with his thoughts. I'm allowing my mind to be ruled by the spirit as we learned in these other places. And that's creating this, this change in me and this effect in how I can minister in this world, how I can reach out to others. This is the prize we're aiming for. We have salvation, but this is the prize that we can continue to seek as we live. We're not just given salvation and then taken away to heaven. We are in this world to make an impact. That's the prize. That's the prize that we're seeking. So again, our perspective is the phrase there. We're staying vigilant to run this race, to win, to keep our emotions aware. We're making an awareness of them and we're working with God's help and power by his power to keep them centered on the things of the spirit. 
So let me reread those verses and those phrases again so that you can kind of hear them through the progression. So first we have Psalm 139, verse two, and it's our God. Our God knows our thoughts. Then we have Isaiah 55, eight, our problem. Our problem is our thoughts are not like God's thoughts. Then we have Romans 12, verses one to two, our call. This is the call to renew our mind as part of our ongoing sanctification. Then we have 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, and this is our battle. There's a battle for our thoughts. We need to be aware of it, and we need to fight for truth. Then we have Romans 8, 5 to 6, our choice. Will our mind be dominated by the sinful nature or by the spirit? And then the sixth verse is Psalm 139, verses 23, and that's our mindset. Our mindset is we need to be continually aware to ask God to help us see what thoughts are inside of us. Then we have the seventh verse, Philippians four, verses six to eight. And this is our game plan. This is how we manage negative thoughts and we cultivate positive attitudes and release that fear inside us. Then we have number seven, which is Isaiah verse 26 or chapter 26, verse three, and our result. What happens when we shift our thoughts to that plumb line of God's truth? What is the result we get? Verse nine, Romans seven, verse 21 to 22. And this is our opportunity. This is our, our opportunity and our choice for ongoing mindset growth and thought renewal. This is the thing that's laid before us every day. What decision will we make? And last, number 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, our perspective. How are we going to view this? Are we going to be committed to this? Are we just going to kind of do it? How are we going to decide that we're going to run this race in terms of managing our thoughts? All right. So if you missed any of those, feel free to go check out the show notes at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash episode dash 138. You can find out all the Bible verses. You can see any other notes we have about this episode, and you can learn more about other things, other resources that we may be mentioning in this episode in that location as well. So again, I wanted to share this with you so that you could see that progression and to help you understand really the importance that God has put on managing emotions and managing our thoughts. And so you can, even if you have just a reference point of these 10 verses to see, wow, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what God wants to do in me. And this is how I can do it. So if this process of learning about your thoughts and hearing about this from a biblical perspective and a brain science perspective is really encouraging and exciting for you. I so encourage you to check out the Christian Mindset Makeover. This is my nine-week course where we talk about this understanding of how to get our minds in line with God's truth, how to understand where we are and begin to slowly with gentleness, with love, with understanding, understand why we've been stuck in these patterns begin to see the links to all the things that we've been struggling with, like perfectionism and shame and being enough and comparison. Why do we do these things? Why are we knowing what we need to do, but we're not doing it? Why are we feeling like God loves us? Like we, we know that truth, but we don't really understand it enough in our hearts where we see it being lived out, or we just, we can't seem to believe it. You know, what is going on? So we learn about the brain science behind why our brain acts like this, how it's really trying to, to protect us and to keep us safe in many circumstances. And then we learn how to get out of this. What do we do? There's an amazing tool that we use called brain priming. And this is again, based on brain science that allows us to prune away those old negative thought patterns, the core broken soundtracks, as we talk about them in the course and begin to bring in this awesome new belief that is lining up with what God's truth says. 
And then we also talk about how to cultivate these positive mindsets. How do we create an atmosphere that's going to support this renewed thought pattern that we're creating through brain priming? How do we learn how to take in the good that God gives us every single day? How do we learn to let that renew our mind? You know, so many powerful things in this course. I cannot recommend it enough. And I highly encourage you to check it out at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mindset dash makeover. So you can get a free training there or you can sign up for the waitlist, depending on what time of year it is and all of the things happening, you can, will get one of either of those two things, or you may be able to sign up directly for the course as well. So again, check out the Christian mindset makeover. Thanks again for joining me this week, friend. Have a great week. If this episode encouraged you, I would love to hear from you in your podcast player, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Would love to connect with you there. It's at vibrant Christian living and I would just am excited to continue to be able to share these thoughts with you. So thank you so much for being faithful to be a listener every single week and just the encouraging emails you guys send and all of the notes. I really appreciate it. So thank you again for being part of this community. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week on our next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. Please go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash podcast, scroll down, and then click on this episode to get the full show notes and more info on the resources that we talked about. And if you love this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast player. I look forward to seeing you back here for next week's episode.